Welcome to the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Let's join our geeky hosts on this week's episode. And welcome to another episode of Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Episode 57. Mm-hmm. Welcome, folks, to the podcast where we drink and tell you things. Yes. All right, folks. But before we dive into this week's episode, I'm your host, Matt. I'm Adam. And uh, you can find, follow, like, subscribe, comment, tweet, all those fun things on social media platforms at Geek Drink Pod. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, X, Discord, TikTok, um, all the things. All the things. Roll for foreplay.net. Perfect. D20. D20. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, D's nuts. <laughs> Uh, bardlove.net mm-hmm. alright folks um, but before we dive into this week's episode we've got to talk about our drink of the week time to grab your beverage and join along as the geeks discuss the drink of the week. All right, Adam, what are we drinking this week? Well, we're doing uh, the Electric Sunshine from Avery Brewery. Ah, yes, we've had that one before. Yes, it's pretty good. It's so uh, it's like an ale with like papaya, pineapple, stuff, kiwi, <laughs> like you know, it's got all the fruit stuff. Yeah, in it. and I like this one. Uh, we've had it before, but before we take a sip, I like this one just because it's not overly fruity. Correct. It's, just, it's not very tart. It's kind of got a good balance to it. Yeah. And the nice thing is, it's like we're kind of doing this. Summer's come, coming to an end. Yeah. So it's a nice uh, send-off. Nice send-off. All right. Well, cheers, buddy. Cheers. Clinky. Clinky. <laughs> very tasty. All right. Well, now that we um, have wet our whistles and are properly properly lubricated, yes, it's time to talk about our topic of the week. What are the geeks going to talk about this week? All right, folks, and this week we're rolling in with our dice, our D&D board. We're going to be your dungeon masters for this discussion. Mm. We're talking about Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Yes. So... Uh, 2023 film starring uh, Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, uh, Justice Smith, Hugh Grant. Mm-hmm. Um, re- what had been at Ray J. Reggie? It's yeah. I, I, do they have it <laughs> phonetically? Yeah. Good luck with that. Reggie Jean Page. Reggie Jean Page. Yeah. We'll just uh, go with that. Reggie Jean Page or Reggie Jean Page. I don't know. It's kind of Frenchish. So, so Frenchish, even though he is born to an English preacher and a Zimbabwe Zimbabwean nurse. Oh, I guess it could make sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah. So um, we we picked this film just because it's something we've been wanting to watch, and the way and we've discussed this in, in length in our podcast. The way I pick films is if I see a trailer that looks interesting, I'm just going to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you are more go the critic route, see what critics think about certain things. Like, certain things, not always. Yeah, and I mean, this one got great reviews. Yes. I just 
I missed it in theaters and I think we all did. It is March of this year, so yeah. Um, but it's out on Peacock. Where was it? Amazon. It's Amazon Prime Amazon now. Amazon Prime, yes. Yeah, it was um, on Peacock, but now I guess yeah. Yeah. So, um, but this one is. You don't have to know anything about Dungeons and Dragons. You don't have. You didn't have to watch the previous films because it doesn't tie in or relate to them at all. Oh God! Are you talking about the Jeremy Irons one? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Um, but a surprisingly fun movie. Yes. Um, hundred fifty million dollar budget, two hundred eight uh, box office, so broke even after yeah. marketing everything. Which I mean, is pretty good considering the fact that. I, I assume the general public was like, oh, I need to know more about Dungeons & Dragons to, know, to enjoy the film. And I would say no. Adam, you've never really played Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, not really. I've I played other tabletop RPGs, um, but I, I never really got into them. And I, and I brought this up, like, I believe you actually played D&D yeah. um, in high school. Yeah. And, um, but, yeah, I didn't know much about it. Um, other than, hey, it had this cast and it looked interesting. But yeah. It's like, yeah, sometimes it's hard to go to the movies sometimes. And then, yeah, came yeah. out on streaming and... Yeah. was wasn't in my list for a while. And finally one night I was like, I'm going to watch this. Yeah. And we watched it and I was like, okay, we need to talk about this. You need to watch it this yeah. week. It was um, very well done. <laughs> so for those of you who haven't watched the film, I encourage you to watch it. But with this in mind, I yes, this actually, this. this so uh, listen, ladies and gentlemen, and you need to go into this watching it like you are watching them play Dungeons and Dragons and rolling for everything. <laughs> roll for initiative. Roll for initiative. Roll for attack. Roll <laughs> for this. Oh, you've got a nat one, so bad things going to happen. Let's make this as absurd as possible. Yes. Um, and I really caught on to that in the first opening segment when he is trying to talk his way out of prison. Yes. And I have to say that's probably I mean a lot of the movies really funny and fun. That's probably one of my favorite scenes actually just because it's so absurd the story he's trying to tell and they're so worried about the other judge showing up. Yes. And like where is he? Oh well we can wait. Like no let's just keep going. And the way he's weaving this story it I mean, it gives you his backstory. Yeah, it gives you his backstory at the same like, time. Like, the exposition was kind of, was nicely done, but yeah, then he'll stop, be like, wait, we're, we should wait for this other judge. And yeah. they're like, no, get on with it. <laughs> and then um, he'll go back, but he'll like, re-say everything, and they're like, you've already talked about this. Yes. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm getting a little distracted. It is, and it's just so funny because... Then the third judge shows up, or the fourth, whatever judge it is, and it's a griffin, mm-hmm. and they jump on him and fly out through the window. <laughs> or tackle him tackle through, him the, through window. the window. And it's funny, because as that happens, all the other judges go, we were going to let you go, we were going to pardon you. Yeah. No, but it's like, yeah, it's kind of like watching it with that recommendation where things kind of, things can go crazy wrong, things can go really well um like michelle rodriguez's character is more like the barbarian like warrior type if you think of like classes um and there's like a whole thing where she just starts laying waste to everyone around her even though her hands were bound and 
Um, and then Chris Pine's there, like trying to saw his yes. spine. And I don't know if you saw this. Like I, I just watched this uh, today, but um, there's like a sword like right next to him. Uh-huh. But he's still like do for the first the part, like yeah. trying to do this on these like cobblestone stairs. And then he figures out, oh yeah, I could use the sword yeah. to chop my binds. But but it's it's so funny because Michelle Rodriguez is just kicking ass, taking names. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, yeah, you got this. And he hits one guy with his loot. Yeah. We're doing great. We're doing we got great. them where we got them where we want them. Yeah. So, and I know we talked this before we we start recording. There was one thing I think, in my opinion, that made this film work. Okay. And it's not the premise. It's not the D and D and rolling. It's Chris Pine. Yeah, I think he's his charisma. I think. Yeah. Just, Tied that cast in. Yeah. Um, and Michelle Rodriguez, she is what she is. I, I'm not a huge fan of her work. Um, I mean... She's okay. She's okay. She's a working actress. You see her on all the Fast and the Furious films. Yeah. Um, she was in the first Avatar. She's was controversial in the early 2000s with her mm-hmm. lifestyle and her partying and, and all that stuff. And she's definitely... Yeah, I got her fired from Lost for that. Yeah, I think she's turned the village... Or not to turn the village, Jesus... Turn, turn the ship. Turn the ship. And the reason I said that is because I saw that she was in Smurfs. Turn the city. <laughs> yeah. She turned her life around a little bit and has been in a lot more and done a lot more things. Um, mm-hmm. And that's helped her. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, but you've also got an unexpected Hugh Grant. I did not expect him to be... Really, because he wasn't really in the trailer. Um, and so when he appeared and his character... So I, I will say this. What this reminded me of. And it's not a bad thing. It's not a hot take. Hugh Grant's character, if you haven't watched it, watch it. But Hugh Grant's character kind of doing the quasi-betrayal on them at the very beginning during a heist. He's kind of a scoundrel. Like. It reminded me of the Italian job. Yeah. I was just like, oh, yeah, okay. He is uh, Edward Orton's character from the Italian job. Which Pretty is like much. More fun. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's not a bad guy, but he's... He's just a con man. Yeah, he's a con man, I guess is the best way to yeah. put it. Because he, he did take care of Chris Pine's daughter. Yes. And gave her a good life, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, you lied about everything. True. Um, so, Adam, what are your initial thoughts of this film? Um, I mean, I thought it was funny, charming, heartfelt, great visual effects, great action, Um a lot of unexpected bits. Um, and I don't want it to be a thing where I'm just like, oh yeah, this one part where I this was great. This, this was... My favorite unexpected bit was a graveyard scene. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. So, <laughs> Well, especially when they get done and they leave and it's the overhead shot and you see how many graves they dug up and talked yeah. to. Um, so there, there was a lot of unexpected humor, but everything was really well... Written really well, directed. I loved the camera work as well. Like they have these, uh, they kind of use this shot a few times where people like enter a room, and uh, it's kind of like the camera goes like over their head and then around them, mm-hmm. like over the top. And I thought that was kind of unique and cool. Yes. Well, it was um, written by um, Chris McKay. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know much about Chris McKay, he is one of the creatives behind Robot Chicken. Mm-hmm. 
Um, he also has directed um, the Lego Batman movie, Renfield, he was a producer on, um, The Tomorrow War, which is an Amazon film with Chris Pine and... Um, or Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt, sorry. Yeah. Um, moral it was oral, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was like, alright. Yeah. Moral oral, um, so he definitely has that kind of comedic touch to it. Yes. And the two directors, I think, like... Uh, Jonathan Goldstein and France, John Francis Daly. Yeah, so they directed, I know, like, the vacation movie, the like the newest yeah. vacation movie. Um, so there's definitely, like, some people with some, like, good comedic timing <laughs> behind. Yeah, they did this. Horrible Bosses, yeah. uh, Cloudy the Chance of Meatballs, mm-hmm. Spider-Man Homecoming, they were co-writers on as yep. well. So, um, they, there's the some... Flash. The newest one? Uh-huh. Oh. I still haven't watched it. And then uh, John Francis Daly is actually an actor, too. So he was first seen in uh, Freaks and Geeks. Everyone was in Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. Spin City. Uh, That's another yeah. one that everyone was in as well. But, <laughs> um, yeah. Never saw, like, haven't watched the newest Flash movie. Not oh, really. well, we'll talk about that here in a minute. Not, not really interested. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, talking about actors and stuff in this film, obviously uh-huh. Justice Smith. Um, no relation to the Chris Rock slapper, Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, I had to throw that out there just because I could. Um, I like him. I do too. I actually, uh, I think, what what was the first thing I saw him in? Probably that Jurassic World yeah, or, it was... or Pokemon Detective Pikachu. <clears throat> well, I, I was going to mention Detective Pikachu because um, he was really really good in that um but yeah i think i saw him like first was in the second jurassic world Mm -hmm. movie um but detective pikachu he was fantastic in and oh yeah just kind of he has this like very likable like quality to him like kind of lovable guy who's a little like down on himself and all that. And so he plays a, uh, a mage, a mage yep. in this uh, film who's not the best mage <laughs> or doesn't believe in himself enough. No, especially during that first scene or the, when they when they go find everybody again after they've been in prison and he's doing like magic tricks. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, at, like yeah, a little magic, travel uh, magic show. Yeah. But, um, uh, I can make myself slightly blurry. <laughs> That's more impressive than being invisible. Um, and I think a good standout actress and character I'd never really heard of was Sophia Lillis. Yes. Playing the halfling. Yes. Um, what else has she been in? Um, she's been in It. She was Beverly Marsh in It. The, okay. young, the younger girl. Mm-hmm. Um, who thankfully didn't do the gangbang scene. Um <laughs> Uh, so if if you guys are curious what that's a reference to, read the book. It it's yes. like seven thousand pages, but it's um, a good book. Yeah, it's all right. I Stephen King's a little. Oh, I played Nancy Drew in a Nancy Drew movie, which yeah, I never okay. saw. Yeah, I never saw that one. But um, yeah, and yeah. she's in uh, the new Asteroid City from the. Oh, I wanted to see yes. that. That looks really good. I like Wes Anderson a lot. So, um, but. Yeah, she was she was really good. Um, I think she had like good chemistry with Justice Smith, um, especially like, but also like, 
again, you go back to it as like Chris Pine was really the oh he was the, the glue thing that, that like yeah the glue that held everyone together. Yes, his his charisma as an actor kind of bled through that part in a way like a Ryan Reynolds does. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was great charisma and, and yeah, like you said, the way she and her and Justice Smith kind of got along. You know, Justice Smith's character, the the, the mage, is hitting on her and trying to date her. And, yeah, so apparently he had tried to court her. In the years when they were in prison, yeah. And it didn't work out. And so now they're like, oh, we're kind of doing this again. <laughs> but, yes. uh, yeah, it was just really cute. And then, like, especially, like, I love the fact, like, the weird cameos that oh, popped Oh, Bradley Cooper! I know, oh, right? God. My wife didn't believe me at first that that was Bradley Cooper. Like, no, it's Bradley Cooper. I had to, like, stop it, look it up, like, look. Yeah, same. <laughs> but it was just, like, the fact that Michelle Rodriguez's character is the is the barbarian and she's been kicked out of her tribe for loving someone that she shouldn't love and it's bradley cooper yeah and it's he's playing like a halfling halfling oh it was hilarious and then she goes in the house and everything's so tiny compared to her or well everything's big oh, big yeah sorry compared yeah, to him, him and he's still living there and he gets the house he has moved on to another ha- barbarian woman yeah yes <laughs> so it's just very funny yeah like i like I said, like I think the writing was fantastic, the cinematography fantastic, the acting, the direction, everything was just spot on for this film. And especially a film, I think, when it comes to uh, it being about like this sort of fantasy world, it really works if you have like just everyone's working well together and everything yeah. gels and. Yeah, again, like, I think, yeah, if you've never played D&D or don't know anything about D&D, not a big deal. No. <laughs> it's just, um, I mean, you can think about it, like, yeah, because it's like you'd always have to roll for actions. And it's like, yeah, if you look at it through that kind of lens, it's hilarious to see just a mishap happen. And you know that's, like, totally, like, background dice roll like, yes. <laughs> type thing. Totally. I mean, everything, especially like jumping back a hair. If you were playing D&D and you were Michelle Rodriguez's character, you're like, oh, well, you know, I divorced, my husband left me. And I'd, I'd, I'd be like, oh, does he have a new girlfriend? Roll. And mm-hmm. you roll a one and it's a doppelganger of you and you're like, what the hell? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so um, it's, there's a lot to it where I feel like it was like so well thought out. Oh yeah, and so well executed. So yeah, <laughs> well, just like so, like the the initial scene where they get caught and him him and uh, Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez go to jail and it's like they get frozen. And he's and they're like, okay, uh, it's just but only some of them some got do, frozen. Yeah. Some of them didn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, the time spell or time loop. The time loop, yeah. Um, so, one thing I want to talk about, and it's not it's not a hot take quite yet. I'll have a hot take in it later. Okay. Um, the the plot elements. Mm-hmm. So you know, it definitely felt like it was a quest, a dungeon master Saint Juan. That, that's like, something I would right, say. We need to go do this. Well, to do this, you need to go find the helm of disjunction. What the hell is that? 
okay, we got to find someone. Like, yeah, we got to go to the graveyard and figure out where yeah. this thing went to we thousands of years ago. A, B, C, yeah. and then... To, yeah. get to, your, to get to the dungeon. Yeah. Um, and then they run into uh, Roger Jean Page's character. Yeah. Who I thought was hilarious um, <laughs> in the fact that he... Gonna keep walking. Gotta keep walking. And he's just... Oh, he's gonna walk into that rock. What's yeah. he gonna do? Oh, he's just stepping over it. Yeah, and he's just... <laughs> such an absurd kind of character in that sense, and he's... Like, the old, goody yeah. two-shoes, like, the the paragon, almost. Yeah. Like. and the fact that he helps him for that one brief moment is like, you guys are on your own. This is your quest. <laughs> I am merely a guy. And just kind of walks away. Yeah. And, um, of course, when he goes on screen, my wife is like, oh. It's my boyfriend from Bridgerton. I'm like, what? He was very good in Bridgerton. Yes, yes. Um, for the first season. Yeah, he's not really in the second one. At all. Um, um, so, uh, we talked a little bit about um, cameos. Was, yeah, cameos. So, one cameo, I'm not sure if you realize if you were paying attention to it. Tom Morello was in it. Really? Yeah, he's a spectator in the crowd huh. during the during the, the towards the end there. Oh, okay. But it's just like Tom Morello is such a a nerd. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. He loves um, these kind of things. Obviously, he's in Dungeons and Dragons. He had a speaking role um, in an episode of Star Trek Voyager. Okay. Um, that's just kind of how he is. Okay. Um, so for them, those of you who don't know, Tom Morello is a fantastic guitarist mm-hmm. um, with Rage. Um, and then was he in Stuntable Pilots? I have no idea. Like um, we could take a look and now. See, like, Rage Against Machine, Audio Slate. That's what it was. Sorry. Okay. Audio Slate, which was that mega band from. Yeah, with yeah. Chris Cornell and all that. Yeah. R.I.P. Chris Cornell. Um. So Adam. CGI. I know we talk a lot about, especially with modern films, CGI being. Sometimes a little wonky. Sometimes being a little too much. Do you think this falls in that category or no? I actually um, would say this film did a great job of blending practical effects and CGI okay. really well. Um, yes, it's like you could see some of the CGI's, like the giant dragon, like all those things. But also it's like they did a great job of making like the creatures look real. Yeah. Or like... It looked like a re- like a real fish, um, that the little cat baby got dragged out of. And, um, <laughs> yeah, but it's like they. I think this is how films should do it, where they use kind of both, like have practical effects to have something like the actors can touch and do stuff with, but then you can have things like the owl bear or the dragon, where it's like, yes, that is CG. Um, but I think it all looked great. Yeah, and was pretty seamless. Like, especially I mean, being such a fantasy world with yeah. I mean, owl bears and dragons, all, dragons and the time loops and the the red mate, the red uh, what were they called? Red witch, red witches. Or, yeah, and you know the magic they cast and the necromancers and yeah. stuff like that you had to have a lot of CG it had to be a CGI heavy movie yeah. but I agree they seamlessly did pretty well with it I never yeah. was really taken out of it going yeah, no, I like that looks weird, they were but... resurrecting the yeah 
the warriors to ask them where the helmet was. That was practical. Like, oh, yeah. And it looked great. It was, the poor, especially the poor guy who didn't finish asking questions. So wait till the end of the like first credits that go yeah. through. There's a funny little post-credit scene. So. Yeah. And it's nice because I like those kind of post-credit scenes where it resolves a small minor plot point. Or, or continues it. Yeah, it's just but a silly... But it's not something you have to watch because there's going to be a sequel and it's setting up the sequel. Exactly. It's not pulling the Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> the Marvel. Yeah. The, I, the I Marvel. how that's become the thing. Is, is Marvel is known for that and that's it. <laughs> um. So before we... we dive any further into like and get into hot take territory do you think they could make a good sequel for this oh yeah absolutely um i think you could even bring back like pretty much the entire cast um could come back and do yeah they could do a great sequel for this and have it be a thing i know it's like yeah they kind of wrapped a story up and it was nice and fun but yeah, you could totally. I could totally see another, another one coming out. Yeah. So, and and just bring that up. They they've talked about they could do a sequel. They want to do it on a smaller budget just because it wasn't as huge of a success as they hoped. But yeah, they think they could do one. Um, but they went into it not wanting to make this a franchise. Like they're like, we're gonna make this movie. If it does well, cool. But we're not setting this up to be a franchise. Yes. Yeah. Um, but they are doing a straight to streaming uh, TV show based on it. Oh. On Paramount Plus. Interesting. So, um, hopefully that ends up being pretty good. I hope so. I mean, I don't know. Some of these streaming things have not been so great so, lately, so... Um, it's going to be directed and uh, produced by the same person who directed Dodgeball. Hmm. So, it could be pretty decent. You never know. Hmm. Um, so, one thing I want to talk about, and I think this is a good thing this film did that you don't see very often is that yes this is they made other Dungeons and Dragons movies mm-hmm. that were not great mm-hmm. you don't have to know anything about it correct it's the... it, they just ignored the fact that these movies came before yeah you can just jump in um, I think this is what makes these kind of films relatable and more Accessible. Accessible. Yeah, there you go. Accessible by the general consumer. Because, yeah. like you said, you've never played Dungeons and Dragons. And yeah, like you were able to jump into it and go, "Okay, I can just. I don't need to know anything about this to watch this. I know what dragons are. I know what. I know what a dungeon is. Yeah, um, but it it was like it. It definitely is a lot more accessible than like even like I will say like sometimes Lord of the Rings. It's like oh, it's. Better if you know more about it. Yeah. Star Wars, sometimes it's better if you know more mm-hmm. about it. But this one, you could just go in and be like, oh, I like Chris Pine. He's funny. This looks like a good trailer. Yeah. I, I mean, granted, I knew about Dungeons and Dragons. I played it. Yeah. Um, but but yeah. it's just sort of like you can go in and be <coughs> okay with it. So it's not... It Yeah, it definitely... I agree. It They did a great job of making the... Subject matter very accessible for all parties. <laughs> so on that piece, let me ask you this question. Okay. Do you think we need more media like that in today's atmosphere? Because we talked about a few episodes ago, uh, nostalgia factor, mm-hmm. and how a lot of things are 
coming out because of nostalgia purposes. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is a maybe hopefully a trend or hopefully something we start seeing more of where it's like, I can just watch this and not know anything about it, any backstory, and I'm going to enjoy it and get it. I, I think, I mean, I think Marvel did a pretty good job like kind of starting that yeah. with Iron Man because there were a lot of people who knew nothing about Iron Man or didn't care about Iron Man, but then saw the movie and were like, oh, this is a cool character. And so I think there's a, there is definitely a place for it. Um, granted, uh, like I also love the fact that like sometimes you go and watch something like, like Lord of the Rings and it's like, oh, hey, if you're really into it, you get more out of it. But <laughs> it is kind of like, I think it's kind of, Part of me wants, like, new content, new characters, new stories. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think this was kind of a good blend of that because it's like, yeah, you can take, like, an existing IP, like Dungeons & Dragons, but then you can make a character, make a, like, make this whole story, and it doesn't matter if you've played D&D, you haven't, you have yeah. no idea what it is it's just like oh i'm just meeting these characters and going on this journey um i think kind of there's been like i get a little frustrated with uh like disney is trying to do all these live action like reboots yeah of stuff and i'm just like hey, which you stop? we watched little mermaid it wasn't as bad as we thought it was gonna be it wasn't I, I, fantastic i, I wouldn't say yeah. like i never I, I i haven't seen it so i can't really say but um I think they canceled the Lilo and Stitch movie. I hope so. They're doing, like, they're trying to do Moana, and I'm like, Moana was Snow a White. great movie, just as is. Like, and it's so recent, too. Yeah. So, I just am kind of like, I don't want, like, I, I prefer, like, new ideas, or new ideas based on certain IPs um, would be nicer than a, uh, like, bunch of rehashes yeah rehashing the same story over and over and over again i just would prefer something like this where it's like okay we can take something like D &D and we can introduce a new audience to it but also if like hey like you you play D D, you like D D, like you'll see things that you understand um and are familiar with but it's a new story. It's a new, like, new cast of characters, new, new journeys, new quests, new stuff. Yeah, I, I it's nice to see a film where it is. It's and even I would argue it's not exactly a new IP because Dungeons and Dragons has existed mm-hmm. for decades. But taking an IP like that and successfully translating it into something that is accessible to the wider audience. Yeah. Um, you've seen them try this before, and this is a Hasbro film. Mm-hmm. Hasbro developed this. I would argue the first, excuse me, the first Transformers films kind of did this. You yeah. didn't have to know what Transformers really was or, or watch the 80s cartoons to understand it. Correct. They shit the bed when they did Battle Battleship. Oh, Battleship was terrible. It's it's a good terrible watch. Uh, it's not. I, I would say skip it. It's not. <laughs> um, but they 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 struck gold. I think, and I wish it made more box office wise, just to to support that. Where it's just like 
this is just entertaining. Yeah. Um, this is just one of those things that is absurdly fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has a good story to back it up. Yeah. Um, I also think that, you know, I think when these new IPs or these, these kind of films come out where it needs to be accessible to a general audience, I think where this film really hit at home was casting. Yes. I think if you don't have the right kind of cast and the right kind of chemistry, and not that you need a big name star, because mm-hmm. um, I would argue Chris Pine isn't, he's a big star, but he's not the top tier. He, he can carry a movie. He can carry a film. He can, yeah. he can I mean, be the lead. I liked him in Star Trek. I liked him in Star Trek. I liked him in the, whatever that train movie was with him and Denzel. Uh, oh, uh, Taking, no, Unstoppable. Unstoppable, yeah. And I'm like, taking a pen, a pen on one, two, three. No, that's, that was, that's a Travolta. That was Travolta and Denzel, yeah. I think. But. but it's just like he can hold with those big name stars and hold yeah. his own. But I wouldn't say he is a top like, he's 10 not a A-lister. He's not huge a top, maybe draw, top 50. Yeah. But, um, but having like a good supporting cast. Yes, yeah. and having, having that group and that chemistry, I think, really made this... 100% accessible to the to the wider audience. Yes. Um, but with that being said, Adam, let's dive into a couple hot takes. Alrighty. Hot takes. What are they going to say this week? What is your hot take of this film? So I think, uh, I guess, hot take is, uh, I think, Reddy Jean Page, he's Bond. He, he should be the next James Bond. Okay. I mean, I think he's got the, he's got the look, he's got the charisma, you know, he can fight and all that. I, that's, that's all I can say. I, I'm like, to think about like okay who's gonna take over from Daniel Craig I'm like I think he'd be fantastic and in my mind is the top runner for that so <laughs> okay fair enough um I would say my hot take in this and mm-hmm. it's purely just and I, I know this is gonna be a hot take and controversial a little bit I did not like the ending so much of this film mm. I it was telegraphed from the beginning that when Chris Pine's character was going to get the resurrection stone or whatever you call it, the tablet, um, spoilers, that either him or one of the other main characters was going to be yes. resurrected, mm-hmm. and it was not going to be his wife. Yeah. Um, I understand from a story point why he did that, but part of me was just like, it had been kind of interesting to see if he was going to be... Completed his quest. Completed or, his quest, or be selfish enough to say, yeah, okay, one of my teammates died, but my wife's more important for my daughter's sake. Yeah. I mean... But I, you definitely, it was telegraphed at the beginning when when um, Holga, the, the barbarian, Michelle Rodriguez's character, moves in with them and, like, helps quasi-raise the daughter. And mm-hmm. then they have that whole flashback sequence at the end when she's being resurrected and it was like... All right, he's going to resurrect her, which I understand, but also from from an audience point of view, I would have 
really like to subvert the expectation been like I'm bringing back my wife or or you could have gone the route of roll yeah D, you get a five okay she comes back but she either A doesn't remember or mm. she's horribly disfigured something kind of fun like that yeah okay I mean I, I knew the like I hate to say it like a lot of times much to the dismay of some of like my friends and my girlfriend and all that, I I can predict, like yeah. how films are going to go, how TV shows are going to go, and some people get very annoyed with me because I'm like, oh, this is going to happen. Uh, but uh, and I saw it coming a mile away. But I'm like, eh, I, I wasn't bothered by it. Like okay. could have been, they could have done something different. Sure. Yeah, but, and it was telegraphed, yeah. and that and yeah. this film wasn't. And I understand, and I will say, this film isn't designed to subvert expectations in cool. terms of that and plot points. It follows. I think the the this, tropes, yeah, the tropes, but also like the times it subverts expectations are more for like comedic value. Yes. So. All right. Well, that wraps up our discussion on Dungeons and Dragons on our yep. own themes. But before we leave your ear holes, time to talk about our geek wreck of the week. It's time for the geek wreck of the week. What are the geeks going to recommend? All right, Adam. What are you recommending to our geeks this week? All right, so I I know we're getting close to spooky season. Um, I'm going to recommend... I don't think I've recommended it yet, but uh, it's a movie called As Above, So Below. Okay, It's on on Amazon Prime, I believe. Um, Really cool uh, film. Kind of sort of has that POV, like, Blair Witch Project type thing. Um, but it's pretty much like a retelling of Dante's Inferno. Yeah, taking um, place in the catacombs below Paris. Correct. I remember hearing about it when it came out years, a couple years ago, it's, or several years ago. I, I really enjoyed it. So um, I I've, I saw it a few years ago, and then um, now that it's on Amazon Prime again, I'm like, oh, I'll rewatch it. Um, just a really well thought out film with a creepy atmosphere and that's not being a funny pun on being in the catacombs of Paris <laughs> but it's just more like everything was very intentional everything you is very visceral so um, I highly recommend that so yeah. okay and so that that's I just figured like if you're getting ready for spooky season it's a wreck all right I might talk about it more if people want me to yeah. i don't know um so my rec this week is going to be uh the wheel of time season two is out on amazon okay um i highly recommend it i and my wife's going to smack me when she hears this not smack me in a bad way just mm-hmm. love smack um bad baby bad baby so we're watching season two i remember watching season one I have no idea what's going on most of the episodes i just enjoy it mm-hmm. um it's definitely a series where you kind of have to make sure you're paying attention. It's kind of like um, Witcher Season 1 where if you kind of don't pay attention, you all of a sudden are like, what the hell is going on? What's well, yeah, on? That, I mean, yeah. The, Season 1 of The Witcher because of the time jumps and everything. Yeah. It was and this of... is the same thing, which I didn't actually realize that was happening to my wife told me. And I was like, what, there's time jumps in this thing? No, I guess it's kind of in the title, right? Yeah, but not quite as obvious as you would think. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's definitely a good watch. It's definitely got some good plot points. It's definitely... Um, 
a very interesting series if you like like Dungeons and Dragons or or these uh, fantasy settings. Mm-hmm. Um, I highly recommend it if you've if you've enjoyed any of The Witcher, I'd recommend watching it. Okay. I'll um, go check it out. Yeah, so it's on Amazon Prime. It's an Amazon Prime series. Season one came out a couple years ago. Season two is coming out weekly. Um, so we're halfway through season two now. But yeah, that's my geek record of the week is uh, Wheel of Time. Awesome. I'll have to check it out. All right, folks. Well, this wraps up another episode of the Have a Drink of Some Geeks podcast where yes. we discussed Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Yes. Um, make sure you give us a uh, like, a five star, a four star, uh, whatever star ratings you want to give. Roll a roll a d twenty and whatever that tells you. That's give, what us you give us a twenty. Give us a twenty. <laughs> give us five fives, four fives. Sorry, math. Twenty um, out of five stars. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the more you guys comment and and give us reviews, whether positive or negative, it gets us in the ear holes. Yes. Um, but make sure you you give us a like, subscribe. Comment on all our social media platforms at Geek Drink Pod. So that's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, X, whatever it's called now, yeah. Discord. Um, we're on all those platforms. We're also on RollYourDice.net. Yeah. Um, show me those D20s. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. And we hope you guys have a great Geek Week. Yep. Take it easy. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Tune in next week to see what our geeky host will discuss next week. Goodbye. another episode of the have a drink with some geeks podcast all content copyright geek drink pod 2023